So what's up? Oh, not too much. You know, just uh, gamers, gamers, gamers. It's E E E E three. We're coming at you live with the we're we're E three rebating. (laughs) You're saying this as if you're not posting this a full week after E three is already done. Yeah, but at the time at time of recording, E three, E three, E three. What what other games are going to get revealed? Is Metroid Prime (laughs) Four going to come out? Are they going to show us a fucked up guy? No, it would be nice if they did, but I don't think we're going to get Metroid. I don't think Metroid Prime Four exists. <laughs> I, it probably doesn't. Anyway, I'm in I'm in a new recording space, uh, and it has way too much echo, which is what I am yeah. noticing now upon trying to record in here. Um, so we might have to. I might have to figure out what room doesn't have an echo. Yeah. And it might be the room with the cat shit in it. Hell yeah, we love a stinky recording. I mean, I say like when we when I was recording at our old place. Um, we were directly adjacent to the cat box. So like, it wouldn't be a downgrade from that. It would actually be slightly further away from it because I'd be able to place it somewhere else in the room. But now, now it's like, we got rooms. There's rooms in this bitch. There's rooms up in this bitch. We have like a bedroom and we have like an office. And then we have a whole third other room that's currently just cat stuff. That's, that's, that, that is genuinely freaking epic. It's freaking epic, Lois. Um, we also have a backyard. I haven't actually really been in it yet, but we have one. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to put some fucking chairs back there and vibe. Smoking that shit that killed Rob Ford in the backyard. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just blasting it. <laughs> actually, you, man- probably should, you, you probably shouldn't smoke the shit that killed Rob Ford. I don't think you should. I don't think you can smoke co- cocaine. I mean, you could smoke crack, and he definitely smoked crack. Okay, yeah, that's true. Honestly, I I say this, but honestly, that was probably the the only good thing about Doug Ford was the fact that he was just fucking doing lines. Wrong one. Doug Ford is unfortunately still alive. Did I say? Oh, I said I I said Rob Ford up until that point, so I'm pretty proud Uh of myself for that one. But Rob Ford doing lines was probably the coolest thing that he did in his life. Kind of similar to how like when Trump dodged the draft and everyone tries to get his ass for that. Like he didn't dodge it for any morally correct reasons, but like he did by he did default to the wrong to the correct option. Yeah, he 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 dodged the draft the way that every single rich person ever dodges the draft. Exactly. But he did dodge the draft. John Kerry. (laughs) John Kerry just like. Oh god, just ate that boot. Oh yeah, he just swallowed that boot whole. Imagine swallowing that boot so hard and then not even becoming president. Not even becoming the president. Losing Sorry. to George W. Bush. Losing to George W. Bush after like three in the middle of the Iraq war. In the middle of the Iraq war. God. Like at least Al Gore had the election stolen from him. Yeah. Isn't there, it funny there, how that's just a thing that happened and then it happened again? There are yeah, there are some there are some uh, questions that people love that people also have about the 2004 election regarding some polling stations. But I I frankly do I, I frankly genuinely do not know enough about that. But I do know that there is also ruminations that yeah, Kerry got his. <laughs> there was some there was some sus. Yeah, but he did suck ass. So he, oh, he did suck ass. Like the, the the thing about Obama's secretaries of state is that they both lost elections. <laughs> Oh God! You think? Love Hi- it. Oh, God, this is not the this is not the podcast. To ask if I think if you think Hillary's going to go for it again because I mean, it's a of all the answers. Yes, b of all this is not Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die. Um, what is this? What what podcast is this? This is this one's this one's fear baiting. Oh, an exploration of fucked up guys everywhere. Yeah, 
And Welcome boy, to... do we have a fucked up guy for you today. Hunky boys out there in the world, we've got a fucked up guy. But first we have to go, th- we have to do the, the music, which will go right here. Fearbaiting everyone, it's your number one hunky boy fan cast. Uh, I'm oh, yeah. Sarah, number one renowned lover of. <laughs> if there's one thing you gotta know about me, it's that I love hunky boys. You love hunky boys, but you also love hunky women. So this is true. This is true. I well, I, I was going for the the joke. I was going for that there, Matt, was that I am extremely dykey, and that I, my love of hunky boys is uh, is comedy joke. Okay. Because I do lo- I do love hunky babes. You do love parentheses real. Uh, we're joined. This it's Matt. Matt's back. Hey, what's up? I'm uh, here whenever I find a Canadian movie for Sarah to watch. Yeah, and this one was in fact a Canadian movie. A Canadian movie that had the benefit of having absolutely no actors I recognize in the whole thing, which is always a treat. None of them have Wikipedia pages, even. Yeah, like that, that's the good shit. That's the good shit right there. That's the like, like, like good. Good is when like someone's got like their name in red on Wikipedia. When it's like this person has enough credits that like they probably could have a wiki page, but they don't. But when they got when they just don't even have like when their name is just in plain text. Mm-hmm. The the red is usually just when like the actor or their manager or the director of the film tried to make them an article and then the article later got deleted for lack of <laughs> notability. That's fun. So that one's always that one's always particularly fun to see. But they didn't even try with this one. These guys don't get no. enough credits. They don't. And you know what? They're fucking good in this movie. Oh yeah. No, it's amazing. Um the movie we watched today was PG Psycho Goreman. He's named Psycho Goreman, don't wear it out, but you can call him PG for short. Yeah, I um the the entire time, every single time they said PG, I was just thinking about the uh, the Silva Gunner uh, donkey, DK rap. Are you familiar oh, yes. with the coconut gun? Uh, I don't know it off the dome, but CG I'm sure you can play a clip of it. Coconut gun. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Um, yeah, we watched we watched Canadian film Psycho Gorman, directed by Stephen Kostansky, which I. Oh, he directed The Void. Okay, that's a that's another that's a movie we did on this that I remember liking. I think I like that movie at least. Yeah, I, I know. I I knew that he did Manborg, which people have recommended for me. Which <laughs> it's basically like similar in concept in that there's a fucked up guy. Except in that movie, he had absolutely no budget, as opposed to this one where he does. This one where he had the budget of like three episodes of Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah, he has. Well, the VF, the VF, the VFX were actually the VFX were pretty good in this too. Yeah, it's pretty much like the VFX looked good as long as they were practical effects, and the CGI looked exactly how you'd want it to look, which is, like, tastefully bad. 
Right, right. The CGI was never like the CGI was never really being leaned on very much. It was just yeah. kind of like uh, you know, this character needs to float in the air for a bit. This character needs to like just kind of like get surrounded in goop. This character needs to be crushed into a cube. This character um, needs to be crushed into a cube. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the God, CGI, I, God, I would love to. I would love to be crushed into a cube by by all? by Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> like sexually. I mean. Like if if that's an option, I'll take it. But like, I, I'm I'm assuming that that Pandora crushing me into a cube is entirely utilitarian. I mean, you never know. Yeah, I, listen. If she's into it, I'm I'm not fucking complaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves because we need to start with this movie, which uh is uh uh the story of Psycho Goreman, and we get like this this title crawl of like. The I don't even remember what the fuck it was, but it was just like this this evil guy was so fucked up and twisted and he killed a lot of people and he was an alien and then we cut to uh our our, our two leads, uh Luke and Mimi playing a crazy ball in their backyard. Um which is a very ca- it's <laughs> It's the the way the way I think I would describe it is like what if Calvin Ball had rules? Yeah, it's like all the manic energy of Calvin Ball, except for there is a hard rule set already in existence. I I do kind of like that conception of kids' game, though. It oh, almost, it's so good. It it makes more sense for a version of Calvin Ball that more than one actual child is playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because that's the, the whole thing with Calvin Ball, right? Is it's mostly just him by himself. Right. Well, no, Hobbs is there. Well, Hobbs is Hobbs is real. Do not try Hobbs, and tell. Do not re- do not come out here and be posing that fucking shit ass comic that everyone says Bill Watterson drew of Calvin taking ADHD medicine. Oh <laughs> Calvin taking Calvin taking his normal pills like the dream music video. Oh my god! Or or the alternate version where where Calvin stops seeing Hobbs because he learns to fuck. <laughs> because Hobbs learned to fuck. Maybe. I the only one I've the only one I've seen in which Hobbs fucks is well, I mean, okay, a, a, a fair amount of furry porn, but also the one where he like starts making out with Winnie the Pooh. Oh good. <laughs> but no, I meant I meant Calvin learns to fuck. And oh, then Hobbs I is just a tiggy. I haven't seen that one. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I I I I like to see it and I also just like to know that it was going to come up several times in this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's um, good seating, baby. Yeah, it's it's very there's very it's very funny because there's like there's like dramatic music happening behind it, and then at one point it just like cuts to a wide because sh- we we've been like getting like these close shots of like the kids like throwing the balls and like these action shots of them like you know dodging and you know one of them gets hit in the butt and says the other one says yes five point butt bonus <laughs> which course. made me laugh. Um, and then there's like there's a cut to a wide shot where like the music cuts out and like we just see Luke like throwing his ball up in the air to himself and like Mimi spinning in a circle and a saying circle. crazy ball crazy ball crazy ball. It's amazing. It's it's genuinely great. Um, it's just like it's dirt children playing dirt games. Like it's the most realistic depiction of, of right, a childhood game. Right. This is the, this is the game equivalent of putting water in a dirt hole and making potion. That's how you make potion. Like uh, <laughs> the thing that I really like about the child actors in this movie, which we'll like we'll get through to it a little more as we go forward, is like they're written in a very very cringe way. Like yeah. all their all their dialogue is just awful. Um but it feels more like how kids talk than most dialogue written for children. The thing is, the thing is that like you, you're you, you've said a couple of times that like they speak in a really cringe way. I never 
like got that vibe like i just thought that the lines were really funny like they they i don't think this would have worked for me if, like these were like teenagers or anything but like the fact yeah. that they are the fact that bro they are 12 is very i don't know it make it makes so much of the lines just that much funnier i think the i think the kid the kid playing mimi um what, what's her name i want to i want to i want to give her a proper shout out uh nita josie hannah she's just fucking great she is great um i I don't know. It's just, it's like, just like the kind of, I don't know how to phrase like the, the, the kind of way that like, it's, it's like her dialogue is written to be extra epic. Yeah. And it's great. It's so, it's genuinely so funny. Well, it's like, it, it, it worked for me. It, it worked for me by straddling the cringe line. Because, like, it didn't go too far for me. But I did see a very large amount of people whose reviews of this movie were primarily about how cringe they thought the dialogue was and that they I... just couldn't like the central performances because of it. Which, like, is not how I feel about it, but I totally Right, no, obviously, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that, like, you are. I just, like, I, I, think that we came at the, I think we came away from this movie with very different readings because, like, I never felt like it was, like, even straddling a line of cringe. I just thought, it, I just genuinely thought it was funny dialogue. But, again, there are people who are just like, why is isn't this what this 12 year old is not precocious enough she's just too epic yeah well i mean i I just i do appreciate that she was talking like no adult ever would ever no absolutely not like this is the exact up this is the exact (laughs) she just talks like a 12 year old yeah i i think it's just partly like you know when you're consuming content on the internet and you get to see everyone else's opinions on the content i mm-hmm. almost like temper my own opinions to be relative to the opinions of other people oh i've been there like yeah no absolutely i have and that's why I'm, that's like i'm like almost like preconditioning my like of this movie when i recommend it to people to be like if you are very sensitive to um, to cringe with with respect to child actors, this might not be something you enjoy. Right, gotcha. Just because that's how that's how it was described to me by many people before I saw it. Of course, all the people I know who saw it who are just like, I want to see creature effects. Um, they mostly just liked it. The, yeah, I I just generally think this is a good ass movie. But w- let's keep going. Yeah. Um. So they in in their game of crazy ball they triggered the switcheroo, which uh is apparently it's 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 an end game thing, which is if it's crazy ball seems like a strange dodgeball basically, and if you do the yeah. switcheroo, which is if you throw a ball and it hits another ball in the air, you have to rush the other player and punch them, and whoever lands the first punch uh, gets all the other players all of the other team's points plus one, <laughs> plus one. Yeah, you can't you cannot forget that plus one. It's crucial. It's so crucial. Um, and then, yeah, the game, um, the game you win when you get to 67 points, which like, I respect their restraint for not going for the 69. Nice. Yeah, no, it's, I I think the 67, the 67 points is such an arbitrary, like that is definitely, you can tell that that's a thing that's like, like Mimi definitely made that rule when she hit 67 points in one game of playing. It was like, okay, 67 is the win. 67, that's how many you need to win. Which, yeah, that, what can be said about Mimi is that she is like an absolute nightmare of a child like just like completely brutal and mean to her brother constantly and you love to see it because yeah. she's like a she's like a head shorter than him too yeah the thing is that like the, the the way you can tell it's good is that um my sister was very much like this to me as a child um oh, yeah absolutely I, I i have a very good relationship with her now but my younger sister was very much a bully to me uh when we were younger um 
and the fact that I was not like I did not even like clock that that it, that Mimi was like that basically until now is very, t- that's how good that's, she, so that's how good it is. I, I liked her a lot. She's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, she's really funny. Like it's just like it's that she's cringe, that but she's free. Level of sibling cruelty. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like the the, the sibling cruelty of like. You know, this is I'm I'm just having friendly baths, and the brother's like, "You're hurting my feelings." <laughs> you literally gave me a laceration on my head. <laughs> God. So while they're playing crazy ball, they come across a big hole. In, no, 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 because the the wind condition for the what happens if at if the start you of lose, the game, you have to dig your own grave and be buried alive. Yes, exactly. And while Luke is in the middle of doing that, which I gotta say, this is an impressive hole that Luke has dug. Like, I, I an adult 26-year-old woman, could not dig a hole this deep, this wide. Late, slightly later, the dad says, great job on the hole, son. And that was just a great line to me. <laughs> the but dad also, is so I agree. fucking fail. It's so funny. Oh my god, they, they have created the perfect fail dad that, like, like, if this were an animated series, he'd be played by Chris Parnell. Like, that's the level of fan that they've created here. <laughs> um, but they find, like, a, a gem down... Well, they find, like, a like a, a lockbox with a bunch of buttons on it. And Luke just randomly hits the buttons. And then a crystal comes out. And they're like, oh, shit, a crystal. That, that rules. Yeah. And then Mimi's like, well, it's my crystal because I won the game, so I get all the treasure. Yeah. <laughs> and shit. then it starts glowing, and they're like, oh, shit, we should get out of here. Yeah. Um... They, they, later that night, they're going to bed and their parents are tucking them in. Uh, and Luke is like, Hey, is there a such thing as monsters? Uh, and, uh, dad is like, you know, some people would say that, that, that there are, and they're humans. And then mom is like, your, your dad sucks. Monsters aren't real. Go to bed. <laughs> also, the mom does like the most amazing eye roll in the foreground when the dad says that line. <laughs> like she's just in the bottom left of the frame and she's like, Oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> she hates him. Which, like, isn't... I think she's the only one who even swears in this movie. She does. She, I think she, she... She's the only one that says... She says fuck once, right? Yeah, she she drops a fuck later. But, like... Yeah. She's always thinking it, I think. Absolutely. It's very funny that this movie... Main, that, the, the, that this movie adheres to, like, the, the PG-13 you get one fuck rule. When, yeah. like, <laughs> the amount of gore that is exploding. I don't even know what like, this movie's rated. I did not check. Um, not rated. Yeah, that that tracks. But I mean, with the amount of gore that there is, I would have to assume that this is like an. If it was rated, I would have to assume an R. I mean, maybe maybe in the states, but like uh, in Canada, it would probably be a, a tight PG thirteen. Really? It's, it's a, well, I mean, a fourteen A because that's what the actual rating system is here. But uh, oh, a lot of movies that are rated R in the states just turn to be fourteen A here. Our rating huh. board is a lot less uh, strict. Interesting. Well, um, maybe maybe this is maybe this would have been PG thirteen if it had gotten like I this not get a, this must have not gotten a theatrical oh yeah twenty twenty so it didn't get a theatrical it was it was released really, it was it was it premiered at like an online film festival basically oh yeah 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 that makes sense um so God I I I I don't what what does Mimi say what does someone what does um what is what do the parents say to Mimi that begets her saying check the tapes because I have that in my notes because I just thought that was a really funny thing for a child to say uh, I think it was just about her winning the game and being the best at it but yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't really have it down yeah she says check the tapes check the tapes Luke sucks and she's like <laughs> tuck, she, <laughs> 
She's like she's like tucked up like the fucking Amimir dog, uh, and like yeah. just as comfy as possible. And she's like lying in bed doing a fucking Seinfeld routine, be like, "What's the deal with monsters?" Yeah, it's like it's so funny because like yeah, Luke asks it in like a, a fearful, questioning way, and then Mimi's just like, "Are monsters real? I bet I could fuck them up." <laughs> Mimi just carries such chad energy about her. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, then, like, they're, they're like, commu- her, her and the, and Luke are, like, communicating through the walls with Nox, which are just, like, obviously not Morse code. Yeah, it's not Morse code. They, they, like, they're, they're, like, creating whole words. Out, like, 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 the phrase, I'm sorry, takes four Nox to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, it's good, and the... <laughs> There's a really funny back and forth where, where um, uh, I don't remember which one of the kids says like I think we might have ang- made Grandma's spirit angry and the other one knocks back. I told you, Grandma is in hell forever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that was definitely Mimi. And then yeah, the mom also joins the knocking game because like I I, I really think they got a good family dynamic here, even though yeah. they were working with like cringe strict wife and cringe failed dad. I mean, like I never, I never, I never really got cringe strict mom from this character. Like I, <laughs> like oh, and more strict sh- wife than strict mom. I like, I, she, like she, she's 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 the. Uh, I don't. I would not. I would, again. I would not call her strict wife. I think she just has fail husband. I don't think it's strict to be like, dude. Why did you explode a chicken in the microwave and not clean it up or anything? Why do yeah, I have yeah. to do all this shit? The thing is, the thing is that Susan is right. <laughs> Oh yeah, Susan is right. Like pretty much the whole time. Yeah, uh, except she she makes one tactical error near the end, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then um, we the we get we, we guy we, crawls out of the hole. Yes, the fucked up guy. Fi- he like he rolls up on some like what are these guys doing in this warehouse? I don't even fucking um, remember. They, they seem to be uh, petty thieves, and they seem to have just killed a guy to steal some shit. Yeah, 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 because, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, PG walks in, PG, Psycho Gorman, walks in and is like, I am going to kill you, and they're like, we just killed a guy, and then he, like, ex- he just, like, rips off two of the dude's heads with no problem, and uh, mm. the other uh, third guy's like, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, and He Psycho said, I don't want to like, die. I don't want to die, and Psycho Gorman's like, then live forever, and, like, traps him in, he- like, traps him in a hell body that will never die, and is just in agony forever. Just a horrifying standing up mind prison. Horrifying standing up mind prison. Yeah, and like I, I, I love how shitty the the human body effects all look. Like they're all just made out of like some like awkward latex. Yeah, and and, and sometimes like a, like a sculptor's clay, basically. But the thing is um, that like they do look like they don't look. They're like they're not high quality, but they do look like they are effectively like like nauseating isn't the word, but like. They're, they're good I don't, creature effects. I, they glisten. I don't. I, like th- that they glisten. I, I don't think that any an, an increase in the fidelity of these effects would have made them more effective. I think that they are exceptionally effective with them looking kind of like shit. Frankly, um, oh yeah, for sure. And I like like, like so all of so them. like if any if this movie looked like ten percent better, I do not think I would have loved it as much as I do. <laughs> like like the very obvious like the very obvious like kind of low frame rate stop motion that you see sometimes, like the fucking Power Rangers uh, m- m- bad guy costumes that everyone's wearing. Yeah. It's it's. Like there is there is a real charming level of bad to this. It is like yeah, it's like I really right like on that many line. Of the, I like how many of the costumes and like mannequins have like small electronics and lights built into them 
because yeah. like just having like a small thing like whirring or spinning or glowing or gooping um, really does the effect. So like when you when you look at the the fucked up standing up mind prism, he has it so like the eyes are moving like slot machine coins, like just like yes. rotating. Yeah, and it fucking w- rules. It does. It really does. Um, we cut back to the we cut back to the family and we see that we we have that conversation about where they find the hole in the backyard and the dad's like Luke, this is a great, great hole. Job. I'm proud of you. Great job. Um, but also you have to, also, I, you are in big, big trouble for this. Uh, and somehow Greg gets, uh, (laughs) Greg gets, they all, they all get to vote on who has to fill in the hole and everyone votes for Greg, which like, I think is very funny just because I feel like like typical parent punishment would be like, okay, Luke, you dug this hole time to fill it back in. But instead Greg just gets owned into doing it temporarily. He, he. He quote, immediately unquote, heavily injures his hand. Yeah, he immediately obliterates his hand by, with a shovel. It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Babe, wife, can you do this for me? Thanks. Bye. Yeah, and he fucking uh, has a bandage on his hand for the rest of the movie, which is very funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the the next day, uh, uh, Mimi and Luke are walking and talking. They're like, what do... What do uh, no, no, they... Because they, 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 they want to go find out what came out of the hole. Yes, 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 that's what it is. They want to go find out what came out of the hole, and uh, Luke's like, uh, well, should we go to the cops? And Mimi says, I don't trust cops, not one queen. bit. Queen Absolute shit. Queen. Um, and then uh, Luke's friend Alistair shows up, who beat... Uh, did you happen to write down the name of the, ga- of the game that they were talking about? Because I, I did it. It but I do not remember. Uh, I, I, it's not, it was something like Killmaster 64, and... Yeah, uh, that's right. Luke's like, oh, hey, did you beat Killmaster 64 yet? And Alice was like, yeah, medium difficulty. And Luke's like, oh, shit. Gamer alert. Medium. Wow. Medium. Make it medium. Make it medium. Uh, and, yeah. And Mimi, Mimi, tells her, like, Mimi says, why don't you give us a spin, hunky boy? <laughs> Mimi's crush on Alistair is very funny because it, it's very, it like, child aggressive. It is. It very much. It, it's very much like that. That one Tumblr post about a girl who like had a crush on another girl in her class and was just like, "Leave this classroom." Who wrote it out? That's like, "Leave this classroom." Get get the hell out I of my school. Abide. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, good post. Oh god. Um. So, uh, Mimi and Luke wander tour, find their way to the warehouse where PG is at. Um, I'm not entirely sure by, by what method they make it there, but they sure do make it. Footprints, I think. Okay, yeah, so they go to the warehouse where PG is, uh, and they're like, hey, show yourself, or I'll break break you into a pile of bones? Th- that's nothing. That's the um, only time that she feels, that, that she seems to feel any hesitation towards anything at any point in the entire movie. Yeah. Because otherwise she's full confidence. Absolutely. Um... And they find, like, the super fucked up gore bodies mm-hmm. that from, from the other night. Like, two of them are, like, splayed out on, like, a, like you remember the big knife rack from Knives Out? Yeah. It like, imagine like that, that except... Body parts. Imagine that, yeah. Imagine that, but with body parts instead. It looked like the, um... It looked, up the, looked like the way the... The White Walkers in episode one of Game of Thrones fucked up all the rangers' bodies. True. Like, basically the same way, except on a wall. Uh huh. Um. And then, so they yeah, find PG, a- PG shows up and is about to do serious violence on them. Um, when it turns out that the gem that was holding him in place in that prison also see also is a method to control him. Yes, 
And we, Mimi is the one with the rock, so she says, okay, well, I'm in control of you, so I demand you to not kill my brother, but do pick him up and spin him around a whole bunch and make him dizzy. And it's like, and PG does that. With, like, um, just the worst, like, speedy, fast effects in the yeah, world. Yeah, looking like, like fucking Crash, like, mid-2000s Crash Bandicoot movie, <laughs> if that existed, type, yeah. type spin. Yeah, exactly. So uh, after Luke gets spun around a lot, he gets dropped down. He's really dizzy, and he stumbles into the guy who's like whose eyes are doing the the coin slots thing. Yeah, um, and knocks him and, over. Uh, it knocks him over and explodes him, and like he is like just shattered and is like saying thank you. And and PG is like, God, fuck! That dude was supposed to live in agony forever. That was an art Whoa, piece, my masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just I the... love the fucking groans he makes as like the dumb shit Mimi asks him to do because like it's like it can control his uh his actions but it can't like control his mind so he's uh-huh. like he's stuck at the behest of a feral child exactly because like, like this just she just got him running funny. in place while he gives his backstory about how he's from the planet of Gygax and he is the the archduke of nightmares um then they spend like five th- minutes giving him a new name yeah, and he's running in place yeah they spend five minutes working on his name and they decide on Psycho Gorman or PG for short it's good. Um, it's the name of the movie. And then they leave, and Mimi hits him with the longest bye I've ever seen in film, <laughs> which so was very good. fun. That's how I say bye to people, and that's probably how I'm going to end this episode. Right, but like you, you, you do not hold it as long as she hit the she she hit this shit like it was the last note of her on the uh, like the last note of her like her 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 song in the musical. Well, we'll fucking see how I do at the end of the episode, then, won't we? Okay, I'll, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna edit the podcast and cut just cut your audio off so you just say bye. No. Owned owned by me. <laughs> is, is it right? It's right after this that they show like the the fucking council reacting to him yep. being freed from his prison. Yeah, we get this. These council. puppets all fucking whip. I mean, the ones that are puppets. Some of them are just masks. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's just like the, the who. It, it just looks like a who's who of, of Power Rangers major villains per season. The fucking snake lady who just s's all of her words rules. Yeah, I and uh, there's there's one who's got like a baby face uh, who speaks Japanese. Yeah. Um. There's there's of course the requisite brain in a jar. Yeah. You always love to see. There's also and like a little. There's, uh, there's also like there's a little robot. There, there's like a little uh, uh, robot servant, and it's like done in like really like like that low frame stop motion I was talking about earlier, and it looks really good. I'd, I'd love to see good. this shit. And then uh, yeah, then then you see you see Pandora, who's like, just looks like a like a space age paladin type, and that's exactly what yeah. she is. And she's basically like, um, <laughs> I'm the force of good, which obviously tells you that I'm the villain of this movie. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, they they ask like, what uh, what is the species on this planet where he landed? Humans. Okay, bring me a human. And then just like one lady appears and she's like, where am I? Yep. <laughs> and then they try to like bring her over, and in the process, accidentally crush her into a meat cube. Into a sing into a small meat cube. She she gets she gets turned into super meat boy and then smeared on the the main bad guy's face, Pandora. Um, and she, like, animorphs into the woman. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, uh, the, the, the kids go back to the, um, the, (laughs) 
they go back to the warehouse the next day and they like walk up and like PG is like passed out, looks like passed out in the chair. And they're like, oh shit, were we supposed to feed him? Oh, is he dead? <laughs> um, but he's not. He's very much alive. Uh, and they give him like a bunch of reading material and uh, Mimi's like, sorry we didn't bring you any pornos, which is just very fun for a 12 year old to be saying. <laughs> They did bring him Hunky Boys, though. They did bring him HunkyBoys.magazine. And she, Mimi was like, look at all the Hunky Boys. And if you've seen a thing from this movie, you've seen the photo set of Psycho Gorman saying, I do not care for these Hunky Boys. Or do I? The fucking read on that, or do I? Or do I? Is incredible. Do I care these Hunky Boys? Of course, like, this doesn't ever go anywhere. It, but it does, it does lead to, it, it is just a good logline. Yeah, it's just tremendous. Well, he does get brought um, up precisely once later in the movie, but... Yeah, so we get, like, a bit more backstory of uh, th- that PG was enslaved on his old planet, but he found the gem one day, and he says, Psycho Gorman of the world, you have nothing to lose but your chains. Yeah. Um, and he so he, like, let, he led he an uprising them. and was sealed in the earth by the psionic, bo- by the psionic warriors. Yeah, yeah, by um, Joe Biden. By Joe Biden and his boo-boo bears. Uh... Or, no, the boo-boo bears are the ones being sealed within the Earth. PG is the boo-boo bear. Yeah, PG is the boo-boo bear in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> Great sentence. And, and like, this this flashback is, like, all, like, low-frame claymation shit. Like, it's that's how so we, good. It looks so good. Like, all, all the, like, overhead miniature shots are claymation, and then the close-up shots are, like, people in costume. But it's really good. And you get to see that like, there used to be more paladins than just Pandora, but PG fucked them all up. Because they're basically just, like, the Catholic Church. Yeah. So, like, that, that that's, like, the <laughs> level of colonial control they extract over everything. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. Oh, um, Al- Alistair came with this time to meet Psycho Gorman, which I didn't mention because, uh... <laughs> I didn't mention because it only comes up at the end of the scene when, yeah. um, they're, like, uh, uh, Alistair is, like, all right, bye, nice meeting you, and P- PG responds, it would be nicer if you were dead. And now, like, Alistair's just like, okay. all right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, Psycho Gorman uses the TV to, like, send a, a brainwave of, like, you must come rescue me, my friends, from this, from this terrible planet. Uh, and he makes the TV bleed. Yeah, he sends a message to his old cr- crew through the electronic waves. Oh, there's mm-hmm. energy coming from this. Maybe it will be enough. And it's just like, you know, that perfect level of barely explained sci-fi nonsense. And then also the TV starts bleeding. Yeah. Is um, this where he turns Alistair into the fucked up brain guy? This is not, not yet. No, he, he, uh, he, he does say that two, he does say that he's under the, under the thrall of two brainless meat children, which is a, yeah. just a good sentence. Um, so we get to the, we get, we, we're, we're at dinner that night. Uh, Alistair's over hanging out, uh, and they're talking about, uh, how, uh, mom had to fill the hole cause dad fucked up his hand. Yeah. And so dad made dinner and, uh, uh, dad's like, Hey Alistair, how's the chicken? And Alistair's like, mm, mm. and then Luke is just like, yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little tough dad. And, uh, <laughs> dad, Greg just leans back in his chair. is like, well, I mean, listen, that's the microwave will do a- that. Microwave will do that, yeah. <laughs> Deeply damaged by the phrase microwave chicken. Yeah. Uh, I did just write microwave chicken in all caps in my notes. Right. And the fact that, it, the fact that we see it later is so upsetting. That's so upsetting. I, I really hope they actually did just microwave a chicken. Yeah. To get that result in the microwave. 
Yeah. Like, just put a whole chicken in there on high. Yeah. Um, and the, so mom and dad are like, hey, what did you guys get up to today? And because they can't say that they were doing Psycho Gorman type things, the uh, Mimi's just like, oh, we were we were playing guns. And uh, <laughs> the parents are remarkably chill about their child's propensity towards violence. Yeah, I mean, like, if a 12-year-old says they were playing guns, like, I think that's, that's like, that's nothing to, that's really nothing to shake. That's really nothing to I mean, to I'd be about. worried if the child was Mimi. I mean, I guess, but, like, how worried are you going to be about your, about the idea of your child just sh- running through the forest and shouting, bang, 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 while, like, pointing her finger like a gun? No, no, I'd just be worried in her case that it was a real gun. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? You got a point that they should have, like, clarified that for them. Yeah. Um... I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh, the, but then like, uh, uh, Greg leans back in his chair and is like, you know, when I was a kid, we also used to play guns. It was called the Iraq war. <laughs> and the mom's just like, you never even fought in the war. You've never <laughs> fired a gun. <laughs> and dad is really, uh, mad about that. Yeah. Again, mom is right. Like Susan is just completely correct. Then they uh, they go into the yard. I think this is where they like they call. Well, no, because because what hap- what happens first is that uh, uh, Luke and Alistair go to play go to some play vids. Games. Yeah, yeah, some vids. Um, they're they're playing on the N sixty four, which is I'm not sure when this movie takes place because the I mean I guess I guess Luke could have been referring to or not Luke I guess Greg could have been referring to like the the Iraq War of like the 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 like. The Middle East conflicts of the late twentieth century. I'm fairly century. certain it's just intentionally anachronistic. Okay, I okay. I was gonna I was gonna say because like the thing is that's also like the kids are playing the their N sixty four. Yeah, I, they, I, I they, feel they, like they, that was just an anachronism in, introduced on purpose because it's funny and they're kind of that's right. true because no that, one really you know, called the Gulf War the Iraq it, War. True. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're playing, they're playing Killmaster 64 on the Nintendo 64. And, uh, um, Mimi is outside because the thing that happened was like, uh, uh, Luke was like, Hey, Alistair, come play video games with me. And Alistair was like, okay. And Mimi's like, no, come outside and throw basketballs at Greg with, uh, and throw basketballs at Luke with me. And, and Alistair's like, oh, I want to play some vids though. Yeah. Um, and so we, we just got to Mimi outside, just like pelting PG with basketballs. Well, yeah, yeah. Cause you had to like summon him. Yeah. <laughs> She had she had to summon him, and she's like, "You're late." And he's like, "Time, time is a primitive concept for beings that cannot access the ninth dimension." Also, I got lost. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, eventually, their parents notice um, that there's a fucked up guy in the yard. Yep. Uh, and I this is when we see the fucked up chicken <laughs> because. Oh, yeah. Because Susan opens the microwave and we see the bad chicken that was exploded in the microwave. And she's like, Jesus, Greg, what the fuck did you do? What the fuck did you do to the microwave? And he said, I made a delicious dinner for my family with it. <laughs> and he's like, he seems like on the verge of tears about it. It's so funny. Oh, my God. He really, he um, really hammed it up good. So next, uh, Luke and Luke and Alistair go outside, and uh, PG turns Alistair into a massive brain for some reason. I'm not entirely sure why, but he like just completely crangifies the the poor he, kid. It's like a, he's just like to Mimi is like um, I I helped uh, a warlord get like the attention of a princess on X planet. Uh, do you want me to do what I did for him? And I assume <laughs> he just turned him into basically what that alien species looked like. Yeah, probably. 
I, I think that's I think that's what he's going for, but nonetheless, he turns Alistair into a fucked up brain guy, and then also yeah, the parents come outside and they're yeah, like, yeah, the, um, par- the parents, the parents, Susan's, Susan's the first one out. She's got like a, a bat and is like, get the fuck away from my kids, you piece of shit, and just like breaks the bat on him, and then Greg comes out <laughs> like, my lucky bat, come on. <laughs> so good and then yeah they're like we should call the police and it's like no no don't worry about it he's not gonna hurt you and then pg just yells be worried yeah pg just yells be worried and like just is chanting i will kill you i will kill you i will kill and then we hard cut to a musical number of uh what what, i'm the heckin best is that the song yeah it's very cringe i love it it's it's so good i'm the heckin best frig off uh, yeah. it's the, the shows, the shows that the, the thing is, the thing is Mimi would absolutely be, Mimi would absolutely say fuck. I do not believe for a second that Mimi is adhering herself to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the like the, the diet swears that she the says around swearing. her parents. I also just love that Alistair is really good at the keyboard with his weird meat tentacles. Yes, because we get, we get, <laughs> we get a footage of them playing in the band. Like Mimi's on vocals. Greg is, uh, or, God, I keep saying Greg. Luke is, uh, on the guitar and PG's on the on the drums and then yeah uh Alice brain Alistair is just like fucking up the keys he's he's going absolutely he's, nutty on those keys he's tickling those ivories totally so we we just get like a, a two minute long montage of this there's like a, there's like a trying on clothes montage that we get in the middle of it which I'm always a big fan of I also just love that the mom is in on it now she's just fine uh-huh because, like, she's there for the clothes trying on montage. Right. And uh, Greg's just sitting on his butt watching TV at home. Uh, and the, the music the, the music montage ends when PG turns a basketball into a, into a screaming skull and throws it through the window and breaks the TV. Yeah. Um, and Greg we, is just, like, in the fetal position sobbing in the chair. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I, we, we go to like the, they're at a diner the next day. Right. And, and PG's explaining like to be eaten is a true warrior's death. And and to me, he he eats his plate of food by just like unhinging his jaw and like slamming the plate into his face. Uh And like the plate just smashes and there's just like food and ceramic falling everywhere. And it's like one of my favorite practical effects in the movie, even though it's like relatively understated. Yeah. It's it's just very funny. It is incredible. Anyways. Uh, if a warrior's death is to be eaten, that's a vor- that's a warrior's death. Thanks. Mm-hmm. True, you're so uh, right. Yeah, uh, Mimi is rude to Luke uh, and calls. It, she keeps calling him fat, which is like a mean. B like they they look about the same size. Like I know insult. I know child ch- children doing insults very rarely have their basis in like actual fact. I yeah, but like it also just seemed like unnecessary. You yeah. just say that you're taking the fries because you're... Well, I mean, she did say she was taking the fries because she's a winner. Yeah, she's she, a champion. She also added the jab in there. Yeah, she if she had just taken the fries because she's a winner, that would have been fine. I just I, I just dislike the joke of, like, you're getting too fat to eat these french fries, chubby. Yeah. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. So what happens next is later that night, uh, uh, Luke wakes up and he's been transported into the dream realm, which PG explains to him and it's like... You have entered the nightmare, the nightmare realm. This is where I belong. I need you to give get the crystal from from Mimi and free me. And Luke's like, "No, I can't. I you'll you'll kill everyone." And PJ's like, "My friends are coming to save me. Do you really think that that gem will be in your sister's possession forever? If you give it to me, I might save you." And Luke's just like, "Nah, finders keepers. That's the law." And PJ's like, "Damn, you're harder to get to than I thought." 
and then Luke asks, "How do we get out of here?" And uh, PG's like, "We wait for your, we wait for you to wake up." And then they just kind of yeah, stand like there for like twenty five seconds. seconds of, yeah, yeah, for like the, the the zombies that were like scaring him at the start of the dream. It's just like a wide shot of them, like yeah. just kind of just kind of scraping towards them with no sound, with like no extra sound. It's uh-huh. very good. Yep. Um, and so the next day we are getting an explainer of, uh, 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 crazy ball with, uh, Luke is there. Alistair is the brain. Alistair is there. Uh, and the Mimi, of course. And then PG rocking literally just looks like Sam Neill in Jurassic Park. They literally just dressed like, like Sam Neill. Amazing. I, I, like, I, I feel like it was just genuinely like, they were like, oh, let's dress this guy up like Sam Neill. That'll be funny. Absolutely. And it is. It, it so is. Um, the 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 <laughs> so two cops roll up because there's a fucking monster in the uh, on the playground and they're like oh remember your training shoot him and they all they shoot him and they can't kill him and pg pg turns to the kids like i could be letting these bullets hit you but i won't and so he just he just obliterates the cop. Well, he kills one of the cops. Well, he, go- he, yeah, he just kills one of the cops. One of them. He, he melts one of them. Like he just kind of looks like the um uh, uh, he looks like Meltman in Action League now. And then just like sends the other cop off to uh, to go to go tell everyone that your world is lost. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And this uh, cop is like just a really good source of of physical humor for like basically the rest of the movie. Yeah, because he just he he wanders around like a like a like a fucking goose stepping zombie. <laughs> yeah, he's a member of their party now. He's trying to he's in unimaginable agony, so he keeps trying and failing to like end his life. Yeah, but he can't bend his arm towards himself because right. like, the arms are stuck straight out, and his gun yeah. is just like attached to the end of it. Um, so the... he also has unlimited bullets at this point because he shoots like twelve times before the end of the movie. Yeah. Um. We go in, like, they're walking in the woods to the warehouse. No, 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 uh, I, uh, um, what, uh, what happens before they leave, it, when the cop runs off, uh, Alistair is like, hey, do you think I'll ever be normal again? Because he can just talk, like, his normal regular boy yeah. voice, what, despite being brain. And Mimi's like, eh, probably not, but who cares? And gives him a kiss, gives him a little Aww. peck, and, and Alistair's like, oh, okay. And it's like, shambles off into the field. I love how much goop is on the ground below him. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's gooshing. He's like a slug. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's really good. Um, they're in the forest, and the melting like they're just having a conversation about like how many different, how many, how versatile the word frig is, and they teach yeah. PG how to say frig off, which mm-hmm. will come up later. Yeah, well, um, yeah, you you know that's Chekhov's frig. That's Chekhov's frig, and. The cop in the background gives Mimi a note, and she's like, "It's like shaped like a heart." She's like, "Oh, an admirer is known for me," and just like on the inside, it says, "Please kill me." And Mimi just like throws the card down anyway. He's like, "This card is useless." You, you were all supposed to write love letters saying how much you loved me, which is very <laughs> funny. It's so good. Um, we go to like the 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 police station where uh, a bunch of cops are. I uh, just like talking to the the guy who ran off from PG earlier, the one who didn't get turned into uh the one who didn't get turned into Meltman. Yeah. Um well, this is where Pandora shows up. Yeah, Pandora shows up at the station and is like, "You hey, do you do you have anyone do you have you seen anyone that's like that's like and she just like gives a perfect description of Psycho Gorman and yeah. uh anyone who's created po- an imaginable fucked up agony." Yeah. 
the the police chief is like sitting at the front. I, I guess I don't think it's the police chief, but like the one one cop is like sitting at the front desk in front of his turned off computer, just like spinning a chain of paper clips. He's like, yeah, no, I'm, I I got no idea like that. And the other Sounds cops kind like, of vague. The other cops are like, dude, this guy literally just described that exact same guy. Do you even listen to us? And the cop is just like. Mm. PG's boss, uh, Pandora, I think is her name, uh, absorbs the surviving cop's brain juice to get his memories. Um, and then the a bunch of the, the Power Rangers villains uh, show up in the woods and start beating the shit out of uh, PG. Well, no, these uh, are different guys, aren't they? What's that? This is like these are his old crew. Yeah, these are these are these are his old guys who have like surrendered themselves to the the Templars that uh, yeah, PG yeah. led the revolt against. And uh, PG is like, the master's chains will never break the master's house. And the guy's he like, I don't care. I've got a crown now. I'm the one in charge this time. I love that they're just like, we have an equal democracy where we all share the we share the leadership. And that's why I have the crown right now. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, like, he, he's about, he's, he says that they, they should uh, kill Mimi and Luke to steal the gem back from them. And Mimi's like, oh, what the fuck, man? Uh, and uh, so then they, they say, but then, no. but then, well, well, PG says that. And then the, and then Mimi's like, what the fuck? And then the guys are like, no, we want to kick your ass. And then they just start beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And Mimi says, Mimi t- compels him to not fight back. Right. And so he is just like completely unable to do anything about this. Beat and it's just like, just like, just like a bunch of Power Rangers villains, just like punching and kicking the shit out of the Psycho Gorman. Yeah. The melted cop just like tries to run in and kick and just like kind of misses. Yeah. And does like, and just like starts, yeah, starts shooting his gun at nothing. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mimi makes PG apologize and PG's like, I'm very sorry. And Mimi's like, okay, kill the shit out of these guys. And yeah. PG just goes fucking ape shit. I love but, the one guy whose main move is just spraying red goop. Yeah. And then, like, he just sprays all the goop and then later he gets shot with a gun and then just starts, like, leaking goop. Love <laughs> the new guy. It's, love especially group. when they do the wide shot of the fight where it's like they t- they take the music out and it's just like this loose goop spray hitting PG and he's like oh yeah but it's like clearly um, not hurting him th- at all yeah this this stuff is uh though this stuff is poison to him and he starts dying um and he he does manage to beat the shit out of all of them like he tears off the the head he tears off someone's head and like throws it into the into the street and it gets run over later which is very funny um uh, and we then cut back to Greg. We, we then cut back to the ha- the house where Greg and Susan are having an argument because Greg bought a brand new TV and is like, I'm not going to work for the next few weeks also. So you need to go work more at the pharmacy to pay for this new TV. Yeah. Um, and Susan's like just fucking had enough. And she's like, I, you are about to become the least epic divorce man that ever lived. Absolutely. Um, because she, she, like, she gets up in his face and is like, you are just making up excuses to not help out around the house, to not help with the kids, to not work. What do you do around here? And Greg just like just like gestures angrily for like five seconds because before he realizes, oh, I can't think of a single thing I've done around this house. And then we cut to him like pooping in. Where is the? Is this their house? Is he like? Is yeah, he like their, being kicked out? Bathroom. What's that? It's just their bathroom. Okay, I I thought for a second that he, for a second for a minute I thought that he had been like kicked out and like this was just like a couple hours later of him like shitting in a hotel bathroom. Yeah. But yeah, he gets um, communicated to via Screaming Skull. 
Yeah, because uh, PG sends a psychic communication to him. It's like, well, you need to come to the, the forest and find me. And I'm, I need your help. Bring your truck. And then goes away. And then uh, Greg is so scared that he like falls into the bathtub. And I was like, I don't know where that is. And P- PG shows up again. I was like, ah, it's about the ravine by Highway 11. Ah, and then disappears again. And then Greg's like, I still don't know where that is. And PG does it a third time with more concrete directions. And then Greg rolls up with his with his truck. Yeah, and that that's where they roll over the head of the last yeah, because person. The, the baby, the, the the face, the the last the the person who the person whose head got ripped off is like, ha ha ha! The rest of my body, this was just a disguise. This is my true body. I will take over the world. And then she just gets run over by Greg's truck. Love it. Um. So yeah, they they put PG in the back of the truck. Greg comes. Greg comes in, picks up the kids, picks up PG, and heads back to the house. Um, and Pandora is there and she's talking to the mom and she's like, uh, you have a really fucked up supremely evil guy in there. Let me, let me help you folks out. Um, and, uh, Luke is like, yeah, I fucking hate Mimi. You're such a piece of shit to me all the damn time. Fuck you. I'm, I'm out and goes to join the other side. But, um, and this is absolutely where he takes the gem too. And it makes it really obvious. Yeah. 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 Into her bag on the way out. Um, uh, earlier in the, because in the fight when Greg and Susan become epic divorce, um, uh, uh, Susan is like, Greg, you're just so fucking lazy. And, uh, uh, Greg, instead of, uh, going, getting out of the truck and turning PG over to Pandora, he's just like, how's this for lazy Susan? Which made me fucking just shout. (laughs) It was so stupid. Uh, and Greg does not post cringe for once and peels out of the driveway with PG in the back of the truck. Yeah. And they just go back to the, uh, to the warehouse because this movie can't afford a, like a fifth set. Uh-huh. They go and back to the warehouse. That's the obvious place to go. And, uh, Greg talks to, this was a weird scene that I don't know if I thought was funny, but, uh, Greg talks to, uh, Mimi and is like, Hey, listen, I know I've been a bad dad and a not really here for you, but I, I want to do what I can for you. And I, I, I'm going to tell you the story about when I was a kid, some guy in a van invited me into his car to look at his baseball cards. And when I got in his van, he showed me his huge collection of baseball cards. And I really, my life was all the better changed for trusting that strange, weird old man. So you should trust your, your monster. You should trust up your murder monster. Yep. And it was great. Yep. Um, we cut back to the house in which uh, I <laughs> Pandora is just making potion. Of, she is making potion. She she's just making potion of like a little bit of green, a little bit of blue, a little bit of yellow. Toss that all in some toss that all in some water and feed it to mom, who takes one sip and then begins a tra- begins a metamorphosis into a Power Ranger villain. But we don't see that until later. Um. We we uh, cut to the 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 Templars. Oh, sorry, one second, big stretch. Oh, we cut to the Templars uh, around around the table watching uh, Pandora work her work her magic, and uh, they're they're eating sour spaghetti. <laughs> they're just eating all they blue sour spaghetti. One of There's them is big... hogging it. Yeah, one of them's hogging the big blue bowl of sour spaghetti. And they're like, well, what if Pandora can't beat PG? And they're like, I don't know. Uh, and then they just, <laughs> and they, then they eat the sour spaghetti. Um, 
we cut to Mimi, who appears to be having a come to Jesus moment where she's like, God, I, I've not, I have not been very good about, I've not been a very good Christian girl, but I need your help. I need you to tell me which of these sunglasses should I wear? And then she's like, just kidding. I'm not going to listen to whatever you have to say. I'm wearing the zebra sunglasses. Toodaloo. And then, and, and then she knees a crucifix in half. Yes, she does. She threatens God. We love it. And, and then we get the possibly the world's first and only uh, instance of of uh, uh, so that just happened being funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, I think that's yeah. So like, the TV won't stop bleeding. Yeah. So this TV won't stop bleeding. And it was just it was delivered in such an understated way that I like scream laughed at it. <laughs> it's so funny. Immediately paused the movie, took a screen cap of it, and put it on Twitter. Yep. Um, the, then, uh, mom kicks in the door to the warehouse, but mom has become a Power Ranger villain by, by yeah. merit of, by, but because she drank that, that goop. She drank um, the potion. She, yeah. She drank potion. She looks like Bisharp. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and, um, God, Greg is just being petty. He's like, Oh, if you're, if I'm so lazy, Susan, I'm sorry. I can't do anything. Uh, and there's just a big, there's just a big fight that happens here. Uh, I don't really have too many notes about it because it's just a big fight scene. Yeah. Um, there is a cool scene where uh, Pandora sheds her disguise and returns to regular looking like Livia Sass Junius from Final mm-hmm. Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, the hit MMORPG that is free up to level 60 in the end of Heaven's Word. Um, <laughs> and, sure. uh, but, then, but then her wings turn into a sword and it's cool and she starts beating the shit out of PG. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, Susan starts beating the shit out of Greg, and then Greg's like, uh, "I'll go to therapy now if you want. Uh, it'll be it'll be fine." Um, Mimi starts Mimi starts uh, beating the fuck out of Luke also, and Luke is like, "Damn, Dad was right. Humans are the real monsters, and you're one of them." Um, Cringe. But uh, uh, Pandora has PG under like a suppression beam, and is like, "You've lost." And uh, uh, PG is like. Will you not accept a trial by combat? Is that not what your people are about? And she's like, fine. What is your challenge? And then PG turns to Mimi and is like, Mimi, you will decide the challenge. And so, of course, she decides to play Crazy Ball. They're going to play fucking Crazy Ball. The Crazy Ball scene is shot wonderfully. It's it's so fun. Like, it's 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 reminiscent of, like, like Dodgeball, almost. Well, yeah. Like, like do- Dodgeball the, the film. The Dodgeball the film, I, I know, yeah. Just because, like, the way that they shoot all the shots is a whole lot of throwing the ball while jumping sideways. Like, that's yes. the main action shot they go for. Yep. Um, you get a lot of really good lines here. Like, uh, when Pandora accidentally destroys the Hunky Boys magazine, uh, PG yells, No, my Hunky Boys! <laughs> you also get to hear PG say, Five point butt bonus! When she, yeah, he when got he, the butt when bonus. He, yeah, he got the butt bonus on, uh, on, on Pandora. <laughs> Yeah, and then eventually, long and short, like this is better just watched. But yeah. either way, they it, they win. PG's yeah, but, team. Well, well, hold Mimi. on. Before 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 they win, uh, there's a really funny climactic scene of the fight when Mimi and Luke are both throwing a ball at each other back and forth, and Luke's like, "You made me eat a sandcastle," and he's like, "You must be thanking me because it is with you forever." Luke's like, "You made me miss a week of school," and Mimi says, "You're welcome." <laughs> so fucking funny. Um. But so, uh, uh, Greg, uh, or no, Mimi wins because she, they, they trigger the switcheroo and Mimi runs up on Luke and just fucking decks him square in the gut and like yeah. knocks him off the ground with it. 
and yeah, so like it basically just comes down to like they won, and so like PG is free in quotes. But Pandora's like, okay, enough of this charade. I'm just gonna kill you with my cool sword. But right. then PG's like, well, I'm gonna make my own cool sword. And then out of your innards, just starts ripping innards out of her and making a cool meat sword out of yeah. It she, he makes rules. he makes Soul Edge. It's fucking Soul Caliber over here. Um, the th- the thing the the thing that happens that's really funny is that um uh so. Pandora tries to kill PG, uh, like, not adhering to the rules that she agreed to. Um, and Mimi steps in front of her and is like, and is like, no, you can't kill him. And then Pandora's like, I'll just fucking cut through you. I don't give a shit. And she swings and then, uh, and then mom, mom, the mom, the Power Ranger villains comes in and is like, no, you're not going to hurt my child. And there's, like, a scene of Luke and Mimi, like, reconciling while, like, in the background you just see, like, Mom and Pandora just decking it, just duking it the fuck out. Um, And then, yeah, PG PG gets his gem back, makes a soul out of, uh, makes his sword out of Pandora's innards. Um, And uh, uh, um, Luke and... Mimi, Luke and Mimi have their little like apology moment where uh, Mimi is like, "I'm not gonna say it," but and then she like t- taps, "I'm sorry," in their that was little such a good language. Callback. I loved it. it. It was really cute. This this um, movie makes really good use of all its throwaway shit early in the movie. Like, yeah. Between this, between the 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 small hunky boys callback, between like all the different things in the point system of the game. I mean, like I know it's very like amateur to set up to, to to a lot of basic storytelling but like right but like it's when you're good. making like, a silly this... pulp movie I, I really like when you go for that kind of detail right exactly because like um, half the point of this kind of movie is to make it bad in a way but to you know follow enough filmmaking to make it good in enough ways right like the thing is that like this movie feels like a uh, like a, a a not an snl sketch i'm trying to think of like what kind of what kind of television program this like maybe like a mad tv sketch or something drawn out to like a, an hour and a half long but like that sounds like way more insulting than i want it to be because yeah. like it actually is like it doesn't run out of steam on the core joke of like a a, a, a world like galactus level monster being controlled by a 12 year old yeah, what what if there was a fucked up guy controlled by a feral child? It's a good premise you can get a lot out of. Yeah. Like this movie could have stood to be even be a couple minutes longer, but like as you, as everyone knows, I I do appreciate a 90-minute movie. And so does Stephanie who I made watch this with me. <laughs> um so Pandora's like you don't even have a name and PG is like I guess I do. My name is Psycho Gorman. And then uh, he unhinges his jaw and <laughs> to eat her, and they're like, "Oh, okay, let's go. Let's just, let's just walk out of here." He was uh, just pulling the psycho man, etc. Yeah. Uh, uh, P- PG walks out of the warehouse and is like, "The the age of chaos begins anew." But I will. But I'll spare you guys. <laughs> but I will spare your lives. Sorry, hiccup got me. Um, yeah. uh, and they're like, "Yay!" And then we just like cut to news coverage of PG exploding a major city, and they're like, "There is this fifty foot tall purple naked man." Oh fuck! Oh shit! And uh, then we just cut to Al- we see Alistair's family for the first time. This movie, yeah. and they're just like, "Alistair, <laughs> come to dinner!" And like he just like he still a brain just shambles into the frame and like comes up to the table and just just is eating dinner and then the credits roll. Yeah. Did you catch the did you did you catch the mid credit thing? Was was that the the old council? Yeah, the council being like, okay. <laughs> Which one of you wants to kill yourselves first? Right, because the thing is, they say, all right, I, I guess it's time for plan B, and they just pull out, like, a fucking revolver. Yeah. 
And for a second, I thought they were gonna be like, "Oh fuck!" They're just gonna shoot PG with a with a regular gun. Yeah, yeah, and then it's yeah. <laughs> Who wants to kill themselves first? Um, I do want to make a note. Um, I did say earlier in this recording that I did not recognize any of the names in the credits of this movie. Um, forgetting entirely that both Stuart Wellington of the Flophouse and Rich what? Evans of Red Letter Media did voices for this movie. What? Who were they? Um. Rich was the um, was the death trapper who's like the short cylindrical guy with all the bodies piled into him. Oh, like the washing machine. The washing machine, yeah. And um, Stuart Wellington is Tube Man from the Gygax Council, which is the <laughs> the brain in a jar. Holy shit! I can't believe I didn't notice. I did that. not I recognize to... either of their voices off the dome, but that's I'm so sure good. that's because they were all affected. But also, oh like, those God. are, like, two of the perfect guys to get for this. Like, if they just rounded it out with Chris Cabin, then yeah. they would have just had the set. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. That And that's the end of PG Psycho Gorman. Yeah. Well, you, you can't forget the fact that there is a rap about the plot of the movie. Yes, there is a rap the about the plot of the movie over the credits. Which, if you good. want an MP3 of that to play at the end of this uh, episode, I will send it to you because I do have it. Yeah, I think I kind of want that. <laughs> You kind of want that, huh? Yeah. Yep. Um, so on a scale of zero to five hunky boys, how many hunky boys are you going to give this one? I mean, now that I'm like rating every movie that I watch on Letterboxd as I watch it, I can just tell you that I gave it a four out of five. So it's four out of five hunky boys. It's 4.5 for me. Yeah. No, I, I don't doubt it. I just, I, I did really like it. I, I think that this did a very good job of doing exactly what it was intending to do. And uh, I would love to see more stuff from this guy. And I want to see Mimi and more stuff. Yeah. That kid was fucking killing it. That kid fucking ruled. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a 4.5 out of me. I, I, I just love this movie. Like the, the half a star just kind of comes off because it was like, I, I don't know. I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little real prickly about like fat jokes in movies lately. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of clunkers in the joke department in general, but like a lot of them, were clunkers in a way that was endearing, but you know, yeah, but jokes like that, it's just like, okay, well, you don't really need that one. Yeah. I get so, you. Uh, uh, recommendations. Oh, no, wait, oh, we have questions. We actually, sorry, we have questions this week. <laughs> we do have sorry. questions. We haven't had questions for the last couple of episodes, so I, I forgot the, uh, I forgot my protocols. Let's see. Uh, first question from girlfriend of the show, Nevi Sticks at Nickel Wolf. What game would you teach Psycho Gorman in preparation for the climactic battle? Um,. Let's see Psycho Gorman play Melee. Who do you think he would main? I was literally about to say Melee also. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I think, I think he'd be Ganondorf. I think Ganondorf be like a I was going to say, Ganondorf's the easy answer. I think Ganondorf's the easy answer, though. Like, I, I can see... The thing is, I see. I feel like PG would just, like, intentionally pick this like, the bottom of the bottom tier. Like, I think PG would be a Bowser main. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, like, Bowser's a fucked up guy that looks powerful. Right. So, like, that's his, that's his, that's his scene. Yeah. The Warriors Respect. The Warriors Respect, absolutely. Uh, th- this not, would you like to read this one from Stephanie? Because I, I, I have not listened to the Talking Heads song being referenced uh, enough to do a good impression of it. Psycho Gorman. Qu'est-ce Thank you. Yeah, so uh, this is the question from, from Stephanie, the question from, girlfriend, uh, of Stephanie the at Age, girl, other, girlfriend of the Matt, girlfriend of the guest uh, at, at Age of Oddish. Uh, my question is, if this movie had an, had a huge following, would Mimi have her own quarantine thread online for discussing her merits and problems? Yes, Mimi is, but yeah, also Mimi. for the exact reason that Stephanie said in another tweet, in that Mimi, Mimi is a toe-to-tip of Riska. 
100 she is a vriska absolutely a vriska she is possibly the most vriska character that has been introduced in fiction in the last 20 years that's not true cheryl blossom I, I think she might out, out violence no, Cheryl you cannot, Blossom. No, you cannot tell me that Mimi out-Vriska Cheryl Blossom. No fucking way. She gets not, pretty close. She 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 gets close, but Cheryl... I mean, she gets close in the way that, like, like the fucking... The, the paradox... Achille, the Achilles paradox. Like, she gets close in the Achilles paradox way. But, like... I guess the so. Okay, you, the I, I would say... The way that she can't get close to Vriska is that, as far as we see from her actions in this movie, she is straight. <laughs> so she can't be a Vriska or a Cheryl by that metric. Well, we don't know. She's also she is twelve. Well, yeah, that's that's why that's why I said specifically by the actions and the time frame of this movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. Glenn Gwagmeyer at Janos Kapavati asks: PG stands for Psycho Gorman, but what do other letters, the other letters in the MPA rating system, stand for? So, uh, just as a reminder, this is G, PG, PG thirteen, uh, R, and NC seventeen. There's also X, but like, God, what? X, gotta, X stands gotta, for XX Temptation. Yeah, I gotta think of a funny one for NC seventeen. Like I saw this question earlier, and I didn't even think that. Yeah, maybe it'll take preparation to make this nice cock seventeen. <laughs> nice cock seventeen. No prep required. Off yeah. the dome. <laughs> what do you What do you hey got for the there, rest of them? Zagman, nice cock. <laughs> God, did, um, he did say uh, that. Uh, uh, NC seventeen is nice cock seventeen. What's What's the rest of them? R is R is uh, rabies. Rabies. R stands for rabies. G is gay. G G is, G is gay. just gay. Uh, PG thirteen is Psycho Gorman thirteen. It's an AU uh, where he came to Earth as a teenager. Perfect. Oh man, teen Psycho Gorman hanging out with with Mimi and Luke. Oh, in that in that context, Mimi would have a crush on Psycho Gorman. Oh, she would. Absolutely. The guy doing incredible violence and doing whatever he wants, she'd be like, hell yeah. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. King but shit. he's, of course, gay. Yeah, he, he is gay. We know this. This is known. PG stands, in addition for Psycho Gorman, PG also stands for pretty gay. Yeah, it's pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Elizabeth at Leaf Crunch asks, how similar is this movie thematically to Venom? Not very... Not very. Uh, it, it, they both involved a kind of fucked up guy, but like, there's no like symbiosis here. It's like a direct level of control. Yeah. Whereas, like in Venom, like Venom absolutely crawls up Eddie's ass to give him a <laughs> top notch prostate orgasm. The ultimate prostate massage. Yeah, exactly. He goes blind every morning. <laughs> um, and this movie involves we children, do, we so do, it doesn't we have to do that. fucking. We need to do fucking Venom on this podcast. You could. I mean, like, it's, it's honestly kind of funny that this movie premiered on Shudder because it's, like, just so much not a horror movie. Like, the gore is the only thing that gets it in the neighborhood of being a yeah. horror movie. Like, it, it basically, if this didn't premiere on Shudder, I probably wouldn't have thought of it right away. Right, right. But it did, so it counts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I, Ven Venom is also in that category. The thing is, it's, like, it's horror adjacent. The There's thing is, stuff. though, that, like, this movie is thematically adjacent to Venom in that they have a rap about the movie over the credits. Uh, they do have a rap about the movie this, over the credits, but this one, this this, one is this done one... by, the, by the band who did the music for the whole movie. 
This uh, th- this Berlin. one feels. The thing is that this one feels more like a. My name is my name is PG, and I'm here to say I oh, love no, yeah. to this, murder this one, in a major way. This like, one is specifically trying to invoke Will Smith credit raps. Yes, exactly. It's and it's very good at that. And I yeah. would take that any day of the week over. Venom. Got the venom. They ain't gonna no one hit them when they get hit with the venom. <laughs> when I was watching the the credits for Venom, I'm like, why didn't they get Run the Jewels for this instead? And then literally the next song that played was a Run the Jewels song, and I appreciated that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, super good. Love this. Loved it. Uh, loved the credit song. It was very well done. Hell yeah. Uh, so now we're gonna do recommendations. Uh, Matt, what are you gonna recommend this week? Fuck. All I've been doing lately is taking walks. So I'm gonna recommend the conception of taking walks. Um, the, con- I, the conception, not not the concept, the conception of taking walks. Yeah, don't worry about it. I don't know how to fucking use words. Um, <laughs> so basically, since January 1st this year, I've been trying every day to get at least 5,000 steps, which is like a very short goal. Like you could do that in like a 45 minute walk if you want. You could do that in even uh, less if you walk fa- walk fast. Yeah, um, yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've missed like maybe four days this whole year. Damn. Um, it's pretty good. Like some days I'll go a lot higher. Like one day I literally walked to the neighboring town and back. Um, that was an 18,000 step day. <laughs> Quite a lot. I was out for several hours. Um, although at this point it's way too hot outside to do anything that long. Unless I yeah. want to walk at night. Which I, yeah. I do a lot. I will just walk at night. i completely fearless person and I'm sure I'll regret this one day. Um... But yeah, no, just walking every day. I was going to recommend podcasts because that's usually what I listen to um, when I am walking. Um, basically, all I've been listening to is the, lately is QAnon Anonymous. So I would It's good as the thing. It's a really good podcast. Um, I'd even, I'd especially recommend the premium episodes because that's where they're like, they're less focused on like the news of QAnon and they just do deep dives into topics. Uh, and uh-huh. the most recent one had Annie Kelly on it, and she's like the best of the occasional. Well, I mean, her and Liv are both good, but she's like yeah. a good occasional host. I'm glad thing, that she's the, like official. The thing is, Liv and the thing is that Liv and Annie are are like equally good in my opinion, but yeah. Annie has the slight edge because uh, her voice gives me ASMR tingles. I could totally see that. <laughs> Listen, if someone's, nice if someone's British, my voice, my 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 neck will just light up like a fucking Christmas tree. <laughs> And this is why we stand Alex. Exactly. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be brand new fighting game just out. Hit f- fucking big shit. Guilty Gear Strive. It's fucking epic. Uh, if, if if you are looking at the game and you're saying, uh, this looks cool, but I have no idea if I can play it. The tutorial system is actually genuinely extremely in-depth and will walk you through so, 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 so many things. Um I think it's very good. I do recommend. I do recognize that sixty bucks is a lot to drop on something right now. But if you're if you're on the fence about it and you're like worried that you won't be able to hang, like you can still have plenty of fun without being able to fucking rock like forty hit combos. It's good and it looks. I'm, I'm it really looks bad pretty. at fighting games. <laughs> I I do I do um, always appreciate seeing things from Guilty Gear because like pretty like so many fighting games like their general con- their general conception is like. Let's go balls to the wall with some fucking weird lore. But I feel like Guilty Gear is really on another level with that. Like, seeing, like, the Secretary of State who has, like, a fucking alien coffin attached to a chain. It's great. That fucking rules. I'm excited for him to be put into the game. Yeah, because he's just, like, a, a side character or something now, right? Yeah. Yeah, for now. But, like, he's he's been data mined. I think that there's Hell been yeah. some data mining that shows that he is going to be in the game. 
Nice. <laughs> I just, I, I really love um, ridiculously overwrought fighting game lore. I'm pretty sure I ended up recommending Mortal Podcast last time I was on here. Yeah, and I've listened and to a I lot didn't, of that. if I then I should. It's a good fucking show. <laughs> it's a good show. I'm, I'm finally in season five, which means I'm almost caught up. Nice. But uh, yeah, no, really great. I, yeah. I really want to try to get Ben Meckler on on a noise space show at some point because I feel God. like he has the energy for it. Get get so, pull Ben Meckler. We can talk about Mortal Kombat on Fear Bidding if we get Ben Meckler for it. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, he he didn't like the movie. You'd have to be talking about the original one. Yeah, wait. I thought he liked the movie. He posted on Twitter like that he kind of liked the movie, but then he released an episode of the podcast where he said he hated the movie. <laughs> he well, just, I, I, he didn't want to be for, mean. For what it's worth, I was when I said that I was thinking of the uh, the original one. I, I would. Oh yeah, no, he loves the, the original podcast. one. He he loves uh, the original one because it's good. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um. So Matt, thank you so much for coming back on the pod. Always a delight to have you. Hell yeah. I have more um, Canadian movies that you haven't done yet, so I'll, I'll be back eventually. Hell yeah. You haven't even um, done Fido yet. Come on, let's do it. If you want to find us, we are on Twitter at Fearbaiting. Uh, we are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Fearbaiting. One buck a month is basically a tip jar. Um, on the off chance we get an episode up early, you get it early. But um, like I said, we haven't, we, like I've been saying, we haven't been doing that very much lately. So You I don't could actually keep... just literally do that. You already have the next episode in the can. <laughs> well, I have to uh, finish the edit on it, but uh, okay. yes. Uh, gonna marker that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cut that out. <laughs> Don't tell the audience that I that I lagged behind on editing this by six fucking days. Um, five bucks a month, get your name out of the podcast and a message right on the show if you'd like to send one in. Ten bucks a month, all that, and make us watch a movie. Thank you. So thank you very much to Duck Aisha, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Michael Kaiser, and Paul Bechtel. Thank you very much to uh, Seda, a.k.a. People You Meet Outside of Bars, who made the incredible intro-outro music for this podcast. Uh, check out their uh, head, Check out their music. Uh, go to gaygothvibes.online for Perfect more journal. of their stuff. It's great. Thank you to Blair Kitsch, who regularly edits these episodes. Uh, he can be found on Twitter at Blair Kitsch. Thank you very much, Blair. Um... Thank you to Noisepace.xyz and his overlord, Matt Gamecube, present on That's the call me. right now uh, hey. for hosting this and so many other great podcasts, such as The Wonder Yerks, which is the Animorphs podcast that I do with the aforementioned Blair and Seda, or Henry Kissinger's book, Am I Going to Die?, the, the infrequently updating leftism podcast that I do with Matt sometimes, or Ju Special Grade Snacks, which is a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast. Um, and I also, uh, I'm going to say right now that I have two other podcast irons in the fire right now. Hell yes. Um, I've maybe talked about, one day I'll do something other than guest and actually update my own podcast, but you know, yeah, maybe I, um, maybe I, I, uh, I, I've talked a little bit about, uh, the ReZero rewatch podcast that I want to be doing. Um, that'll probably be like, um, this is still a lot up in the air, but in the aftermath. So, Okay. I guess this is just a programming note for something that I've worked out that I've already worked out pretty far in advance on this, just so that everyone knows. So we will be having a th two theme months back to back. We will be doing Sawtember, which will be just all Saw movies. Uh, yes. Friend of the Pod Ryan will be on for all of those episodes. Um, then we'll be doing Schlocktober as usual for October. Um, and then in the month of November, we will be fear baiting. will be taking the, the, the month off because two back to back uh, theme months with no break weeks is going to be kind of hard on me. Oh yeah. Um, we are going to have something going up on the feed in that time. I don't want to tell you what it is yet, but I'm very excited about it. Um, mm. Matt, I'll tell you off the air. Uh, okay. And but uh, in that time, in that November time, is probably around when I'm going to want to starting be starting to do special spe the 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 ReZero podcast. But also, 
whenever the Chainsaw Man anime starts airing, I've got a podcast with that for that lined up with my friends, previous guests of this pod, Ashiok, and uh, uh, another friend, Willow. So Finally, be excited, gonna be be excited for some podcast. new anime projects. I'm about to have half of my podcast stable be anime podcasts. Hell yeah. I'm also just excited to, to hear Ash do more podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go listen to the um, the London. Go listen to the London nineteen twenty three episode of this podcast if you want to get a taste of what Ash is like. Um, yeah, hell yeah! But uh, um, oh yeah, I'm on Twitter at Genya Also, S U N H A T Z H E N Y A. Um, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Fear Baiting. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Matt. And remember, you can bury a fucked up guy on a planet anywhere. Good night, everyone. Bye. How'd I do?